Hello and welcome to the 120th episode of The Sausage Factory. This is brought to you by Spong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them how they made their start making games, what their influences are and who inspires them. Split into two halves, the show initially focuses on the developers themselves, and in the second half we discuss the game they hit Moat, which in this case is Endless Space 2 by Amplitude Studios. Romain! Hello Chris! Who are you, and what do you do? Oh, I am Romain, Romain de Robert, uh, so I am uh, creative director for Amplitude Studios, and uh, co-founder of the studio as well. Wow, that's, that's quite a thing. Um, and uh, you've been making endless games, there's, there's a couple of titles we're going to talk about, we're going to sort of dance around that, but before we do, yeah. um, let's talk about how you made your start making flashy, lighty video games. Okay, so for oh, okay from the beginning, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, right? I love going back to like you know to the very very first game. You like I made this game when I was twelve. I really don't want to talk about it. No, no, come on, out with it. No, please tell us how did you make your start doing this? Um, well, you know, I think as many people in the industry, you know, it's something that uh, started like pretty early. I mean, not all of us, but I mean, for many of us, you know, we started like pretty young. Um, for me at first, you know, I was just making games on tabletop games, basically just board games. Um, but it was, um, I don't know, uh, I don't know why I wanted to always make complex games. And, but anyway, the, the, the good thing is, uh, you know, it kind of taught me to, to be able to explain the rules of my games, you know, in less than 30 minutes before you know, my friends died so and it was actually a pretty good lesson but anyway as one day I discovered like you know computer games like like real complex video games that that yeah, where I could make you know, my board games on and uh, and I realized actually <laughs> I had to ditch my board games and actually make games uh, in computers basically so so that's basically why I wanted to learn to to program uh, games and because I thought that you know nobody would want to make games with me and so that's why I started that and and actually, during my uh, classes, I met other people who were just like me. Oh, actually, I want to make games as well. So, and it was like 20 years ago uh, or so, maybe a bit more than that. And, um, and and at the time, you know, you, you couldn't study, you know, how to make video games. Or, you know, you had no, like, uh, design courses and no, like, programming courses for video games or adapted to video games. It was just, you know, you had just normal, like, uh, normal things, right? Normal classes. Um, so... And at the end of my studies, with a bunch of uh, people from from university, we just decided a group to make uh, a game, which was more or less the ancestor of Endless Legend. Basically, was uh, were you know big fans of 4X games. Uh, you know, I was big fan of 4X games at, at the time, and I really wanted to make uh, a civilization game, you know, in a fantasy universe. And it's a game that we did pitch to uh, Cryo Interactive. I'm not sure if you remember these guys. These guys they were like in in France um, and and. They Actually, they went <laughs> bankrupt just after the, uh, telling they wanted to work with us, so we kind of died with them. Yeah, uh, and it was a very beginning, you know, it was a dying experience. So, but it was it was uh, it was also an amazing experience. And and after that, basically, we had to split uh, that the group. So and and then we all started in uh, in real life, in, and we all decided to make video games um, after that. In uh, you know to continue basically with it. So and for me, uh, then I, I went to Sweden uh, after that because uh, I, I couldn't find. Uh, so yeah, something like twenty years ago, couldn't find a designer job. I mean, um, it, it, it may sound odd, but actually most designers actually were at the time 
being chosen within the team you know so you were either a programmer who became a designer or or um, uh, an artist becoming a designer or you designer of the next game uh, or it was a team thing between programmers and artists and maybe producers uh, but you could not hire someone to be just just designer you know it was it was kind of hard to do that uh, which is awesome when you see today you know how many designers you could you may have in a team so so that's it, it was the beginning and then sweden was a small team called um It was called Refraction Games at the time. Um, so it was like 20 people in an apartment in Stockholm. Um, uh, it was uh, they, they just finished a game called Codename Eagle at the time. Uh, oh, and I know that. Uh, you know that. It's the, um, the progeny for um, Battlefield. It was a exactly extraordinary game. Absolutely mm. incredible. Blew my tiny mind uh, when I encountered <laughs> it. It's, it. It's like, no one talks about Codename Eagle these days. No, <laughs> no one I, does. The meta score was something like around, like, I don't know, I don't remember, it was pretty low, 50% or yeah, something like that. Yeah. But, but the multiplayer was, was awesome. And you had, like, in the world, 200 people playing that multiplayer all the time, all the time, all the time. And thanks to these 200 guys, basically, uh, so Refra uh, Refraction Games were able to, to pitch uh, a game just based on the multiplayer of Codename Eagle. Um, and that's when I was hired, basically, to, to work on the multiplayer uh, multiplayer game called Battlefield. So that was the first game then, and and, and were incredible. Uh, so lucky to be working on that game. So we're like 22 guys, basically, uh, working on that. And uh, then stayed a bit with them, uh, you know, like uh, uh, starting on Battlefield 2 with them as well. And and then I realized you know, I would spend my life working on Battlefield. So as much as I loved to death that game, you know, I wanted to, to you know, I wanted to be designer and, and to look at other things and one day eventually go back to my dreams of making like uh, 4x games and uh, and especially you know a fantasy 4x games 4x games so 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 decided to go back to france join ubisoft uh and and also what i realized uh what something i loved when working at so refraction games becoming dice of course um dice is no it was at the time uh, an independent studio and 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 uh Uh, I, I thought it was incredible how, like, you know, creative could be um, a young independent studios, and and actually I wanted to keep working uh, with independent studios, and also at the time, by being within, you know, that independent studio, I already seen how difficult it was to sometimes <laughs> work with you know, a bigger structure, publisher, uh, different point of views, cultural differences as well. Um, so I wanted to to go back on the publishing side and and help. Uh, smaller studios and, and to try to, to, to bring, you know, some of the stuff I learned, uh, over at DICE and working with EA. And so that's what I did for six, seven years, uh, at Ubisoft, uh, working with the Arkane Studios, working with, uh, Capybara, uh, Black Hole, um, Green, uh, some really awesome studios all over the, the world, basically. Uh, very lucky, but after a while, you know, helping others, you, you just want to go back to, to, to why you love to do and the reason why you started to work in the video games to make games yourself yourself and you know it's always better to do yourself instead of asking others <laughs> to, do, to do it so and and then basically we you know with a basically we're a team of people working together and, and we'd love to work together like uh, our, our director uh, programmer um, uh, we're two producers uh, working together as a you know as, as the team and we said to to leave to create amplitude and 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 to do uh, so at, at the time was um, 
at the time, everyone was talking about, uh, you know, Facebook games and talking about, you know, uh, free to play, uh, phone games, which is still, still the case today a bit. But, you know, uh, but the thing is, uh, at the time we were saying, no, 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 we want to make a 4X niche, you know, and digital only. Um, and, and, and that didn't, you know, uh, that, that was not easy <laughs> to convince people to, uh, to do that. You know, it was odd because it's, uh, it was totally like the inverse of what people wanted to, to do or, or, or the market was showing it, it was, you know, doing. So, so, but we're convinced that, you know, we could actually, thanks to digital, make a, a game with very few players like we're aiming at 60,000 players uh, lifetime you know on you know our next 4x first 4x and you know just these very few players were dedicated you know we believe that if we brought some of the things we learned working on AAA games on big games uh, some of the philosophy behind that not of course the means and the money uh, we could probably do something pretty cool and so by just basically spending not not a lot of money but a lot of attention to writing and you met Jeff I think in the past uh, who is our lead writer um, or art direction a lot of attention to, to art and visuals in the game and again not by spending money but just a matter of you know uh, or, or choosing where and how to to, to well you know uh, spend your money on, on, on the art and that was Corinne Billon uh, you know, was responsible for that. And she was also like a, like a long time uh, veteran of the industry. Um, you know, and then of course at the time it was Unity uh, becoming available to everyone, and 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 you know, we, just the the price was with the press of a button, you could you know be published in so many platforms. Uh, very like uh, what you see is what you get, and 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 cheap because that was the first time I was seeing such a powerful technology so cheap, basically. Uh, so so all these conditions together, Steam, you know, like uh, becoming something incredible. Um, and, and we're, we're also into like uh, community-centric uh, uh, in, in the creation of our games. And all that together basically allowed us to create Amplitude and, and, and to do all the games we do now. It's That's a fantastic story. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, we have had some guests who have had to tease out all that. But you just went, oh, really, Chris? Here we go. And it's <laughs> okay. fantastic. So thank you. Really, really good. I hope I wasn't wrong. And I hope that you know, not, not so many people died just listening to that. No, no, it's great. <laughs> you barely took a breath. Which I was very impressed by. Um, but uh, there's so many little little highlights and morsels we could delve into. But time is against us. But I find it fascinating that you're, you started out making board games. And uh, I don't know about yourself, but I've been playing it's a lot great of school. Yeah. I've been playing lots of board games uh, recently, probably, probably about five, six years now. I've rediscovered them. Mm, yeah. Uh, actually, for me, I dropped them for, for a bit and then went back to them as well. Yeah, good. It's, uh, there's some real corkers out there right now. <laughs> and it's Essen this week, is at the time of recording, so crazy things are going off over, over there in, in Germany land where they're mm. uh, enjoying. I've never been to Essen. I've been tempted to. But uh, I fear my my bank manager would tell me, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) You have enough cardboard boxes. Thank you very much, Mr. O'Regan. So, as a creator then, I probably know know the answer to this one. In fact, it's a question that's very difficult to answer, um, but I'm going to ask you anyway. As a creator, what do you believe are the biggest influences that has struck you during your career what is what's is the thing what are the things that you find orbiting more than more than anything else 
it's it's it's, it's a huge question uh, because uh, influences could you know could go and come from everywhere anywhere. Yeah. Um, um, so um, I think I, obviously uh, uh, there's quite a few drives. Uh, the first would be, but uh, just of course just for me, right? Uh, and just um, the uh, the need to escape. Um, which is odd because if you if I think really hard about it, I really had no reason to want to escape anything. But uh, still, you know, you uh, I really wanted to escape and not live the life I was living, uh, basically. Or you know, the, and and basically I had to create worlds and create universes and basically the idea to to basically create yeah another uh, reality. And and that was always the drive. And through all these games was to be able to create a new world to live in. Basically, that was uh, the first drive. And and for me it was. Um, creating this world where you are interacting with it. Um, so it, it was, for me, much more powerful than uh, just being uh, the witness of a story being told, basically. So, and that's why I first, first with border games, you know, I need to create that. But <laughs> the problem, problem could be also that, you know, you always need to have other people to, to share that and Part of the problems was yeah, I was not <laughs> always finding these right people to to share that. Uh, so that was one drive, and 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 then you know obviously um, find ways to to relieve uh, to live again. Sorry, the, the some of the best moments um, I witnessed, you know, uh, in 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 other you know universes and stories. So that's being, being, That's a really good point way of putting it. Those favorite points, those memories, those turning points those interactive between two key characters those those story hooks that kind of thing is that yeah maybe uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, so basically, uh, so we, if we talk about you know um, uh, characters and, and stuff, I mean, my characters will be uh, pretty uh, basic and very common uh, because they were the first ones I discovered <laughs> that I just kind of loved, you know, and 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 made me want to to, to go really really far, and you know the. Totally. Well, uh, talking in, talking in 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 um, world building, right? In in not not really because you know you have quite a lot of different stuff. But world building wise, uh, I, I was a big big fan of, of uh, Frank Herbert's Dune, obviously, and yes. that's a lot of that in our universe. Yes. Um, I see so I, I do see the influence there, um, and uh, I love the first book of Dune. Um, yeah, I regret reading the rest. <laughs> You're tough. You're definitely not a real fan. <laughs> I don't. I, by the time I got to Chapter House, it's like, why am I reading this? <laughs> no, I, do, I do agree with you there. After all. <laughs> it's the fourth one where, where I kind of started to, to, to think, ask the same questions. Yeah. And, but, uh, have you played the board game, by the way, of Dune? Uh, I did not. No. I think not. I think, no, I think I, I played many of the video games as well, yeah, and oh, yes. some extent yeah. of success. I but uh, you a little you know. bit too much on my Amiga, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. So, but even the first one, I think was I think I think was made by Creo, was it? Was was uh, yes. one which was a strange mix of uh, strategy and uh, RPG adventure, kind of all you know in a blend. It was, it was very was complex quite, and very difficult. But, That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. But when you manage to, when you manage to, you know, tame the Fremen or get you know get them on your side, all hell broke loose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was not impossible to keep everyone happy. I remember that. It was, uh, yeah, extraordinary game. But yeah, I do, I do see that influence of uh, of Dune uh, universe in in your titles and 
it's uh, yeah, it's an awesome, awesome uh, universe that Frank Herbert created. So that, that's that's totally in terms of like uh, story wise, you know, the just uh, whether this is about that matter that you know the, with the spies, with the, the, the these characters, you know, this um, the, even it's funny. Even like I, I love the, the, what he created with the mentats and all this stuff. I, I thought it was so so fucking cool. And oh, sorry, so cool. And <laughs> <It's> and, <right>. <laughs> and and basically, it's uh, you know part of the of, of the stuff that you know I, I really want to to revisit all the time. It's 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 really nice. So anyway, and and, and for me it was was a um, it was a, was a start into science fiction, um, so that's definitely in, in terms of story. And and then then you you know it's uh, and there's a lot of uh, as you see especially in, in the space two and you see, you see a lot of that in the, in the space one. There's a lot of sort of uh, cinematic influence. And 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 for me, uh, you know uh, what what I love about about space games and and it's just because it's such a wonderful excuse to watch beautiful things. And and you know and there's not a good you know, uh, like space opera without an amazing battle at the end, you know, with lasers and explosions, you know, it's a, you know, it's, it's a show basically. And then something you want to believe it's like a, a fireworks in space. And, and basically it's kind of the stuff I, I want to find back in my games, you know, the, that, that moment culminating, you know, uh, at the end with the, all this, you know, suspense and, and, and basically you just want to do, to eat your popcorns and, and, and wonder if, you know, if he's going to win. In a way, you know he's going to win, but you're not so sure about it. So, yeah, I mean, one of the most one of the most famous openings in a t- in a film, you know where I'm going with this. I hope you are. Is is Star Wars? Is you know yeah. that Carillion sort of you know blockade runner, as we now know what it is, <laughs> running away from this massive, well, not so massive, but massive star destroyer, and it is just like, wow. I was only six at the time when I saw that film for the first time. Yeah. Just poor little. I had no no chance. I had no chance. None of us did. None of us. Did. I think I, I, I replayed, you know, the, the 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 battle. You know, when they opened the door of the Corellian, uh Corvette, physically, yeah. and and you know, and they, and they assaulted. I think I, I re- reenacted it like hundred times. You know, <laughs> exactly. this <laughs> time the rebels the win. Like, no, they, <laughs> of course, they always yeah, do. Because of course they did, even though they had the weird helmets. What was that? What was that about? What was the big sweep? It was still Yeah. What was the big blast thing? It was just yeah, but they were. It was. That yeah, you're right, and I still think you know one of the, the, the iconic image. I mean, there's Rogue One coming out in a few weeks, or weeks, months, but okay, it's, it's very close. And uh, they have an image of a star destroyer hovering over some rocky mountain outcropping, and it looks so terrifying. Like, what is it doing there? And it's just, it is so imposing, and it's just an iconic image. And you're right, the you have definitely have it in the space too, and indeed the first game is this. Idea of these very large and sleek, for the most most part, some of them not so sleek, uh, because of the, the the creatures that inhabit them or built them, um, are you know just floating in in space and then just hurling everything they've got at the, <laughs> the other things, and yes. it's sort of like this broadsides happening. I love that. There's those yeah. classic sort of like um, sail, sail, sailing ship sort of like fighting. <laughs> Of just like, like, okay, they're coming. It's just a massive broadside, and then one of them doesn't quite survive, and the other one limps off. It's so good, so good. 
So yeah, you... it's, it's funny because it's. Um, I, I was also a big fan of Napoleonic Wars, you know, when I, when I was a kid, and uh, and um, I always wanted like to, you know, that finally we win Trafalgar. So <laughs> I was like, we play that one again and again. But and it's it's funny because I really wanted to 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 find back some of that you know selling. Um, like you know, master and commander, you know, like to have that feeling of of you know ships like you know passing by to very closely, and 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 you know feeling like, you know the 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 the, the, the balls like like tr- like going through the you know the the, the ships and and it's that kind of the stuff you know we wanted to find to find back that this uh, yeah. these very close slow battles are very like deadly powerful um, very easy to read in a way yeah. um, and and I'm not sure they would make a lot of sense but it's just so beautiful to look at. Basically, and it's something, and it's a lot of things that you know. And the way we make our games, um, we want people to be able to to rely on things they they know somewhere somewhere in their mind, you know, and and like you know, uh, to to identify our space battles. To like selling battles of the 19th century or you know 18th century, yeah. um, you know it, it does appeal to some, something. It does in a way it makes sense to your memory when uh, in scientific terms maybe it wouldn't make so much sense. Um, but uh, but it's I, I think to, for me it's easier to to rely and and again it's a nice show as well. As well. It's very yeah, aesthetic if as you well. want realism, go play Kerbal Space Program. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's anything wrong with that game at all. At all. Oh, it's awesome. It is, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's oh, bad it's when awesome. your rocket explodes. Like... Um, but, no, <laughs> but just to recap then, so you've got literature, history itself, um, yeah. and just generally the universe, which, you know, yeah. we, we live in, which is a brilliant yeah. thing to be inspired by because it is pretty awesome. At least this one, anyway. <laughs> It, it, it's very important when you know when you you look at when you create new uh, uh, new people, new races. Um, uh, again, uh, well, that, that's again our belief at, at uh, amplitude, and we're not saying that, you know this is how everyone should do, but but for us, we believe you know you should again be able to rely on something and and creating this new uh, races, for example. It's always uh, trying to refer to a history to things we know. Uh, we're not trying to say, okay, let's create something, someone that is nothing like you've ever seen before, uh, because then it would be really hard to rely to that. So we always basically uh, try to, to find some point of references. Uh, for example, you know, the, the He Show in, you know, and Space One were like a, a mix of, um, they were kind of Maya uh, and, uh, and Aztec uh, references mixed with Japanese ref- uh, references uh, and mixing the two together worked very well and gave like a pretty awesome result. Uh, and when you look at them, you don't think right away, oh, they're, you know, Aztec and stuff. You just say, oh, cool, they're, they knew the issue. And, and I understand who they are just, just by looking at them, you know, in a way. So you understand they're new, they're unique. At the same time, you know, they're, 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 they refer to things, you know, uh, you know, somewhere that everyone knows somewhere. Hmm. It's, yeah, because they're, they're based on cultures that have actually evolved. You know, you know that's realistic because if you we had these being these this, these cultures have existed on our world, so you know, therefore, it gives us some sort of connection, doesn't it? So you mean something new, and at the same time, yeah, it does uh, yeah appeal to something you know deep within you. For example, it's, stu- it's stupid, but you know, if you, when you use like you know a Japanese middle age you know reference, you know, you would think God of Honor, and and it's not written on it, but you know, it's it's it, what you think of when you look at them, you know, and 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 that's why we wanted to to have other Hisho, for example. So it's uh, there's always this kind of uh, point of references, uh, you know, that if 
for the um, uh, for Horatio, you know, it was a kind of this uh, one man army. Uh, you know, he was you know cloning himself, you know, to death because he loved himself, and and you know this whole like um, kind of living God thing, you know, made us think a lot about you know um, uh, Chinese monarchs, you know, from the Middle Ages as well. So we could try to to use a lot of uh, influences without going you know too 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 strongly with that. So you're mixing with uh, some uh, modern. Uh, you know um, references as well, so it's a uh, mixing, you know, uh, modern like uh, fashion uh, to to um, to middle age uh, Chinese made this very like unique and and precious uh, godlike bit look to to Horatio and 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 basically it goes on for all uh, the faction we create. Yes, yes. Looking forward to the four new ones that have yet to appear. But, uh, <laughs> I can only I can only imagine. But we'll talk about that later. Let's move on to my next question, which is um, some some developers or interviewees have trouble answering this because they don't want to offend anyone. But the question is, what developer do you most admire in, in, in the industry and why? Well, for me, one of the reasons uh, I wanted to, to, to go and make 4X was totally Sid Meier's, obviously. Right. And, you know, you, you cannot go and start on 4X without, you know, admiring what he, what he did. Yeah. Uh, so, so, and, and, and it's true. And actually, act, actually, it's, it's funny. Uh, I think when I was a teenager, I had like two, two heroes. My two heroes were like Sid Meier and, um, and, 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 and Damn, I forgot. <laughs> uh, forgot the other one, better one. Uh, Sid Meier definitely was the, the 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 best one. Okay. So yeah, I mean, uh, I still remember playing Sid for the first time and uh, getting very angry with the Germans for being so aggressive. But uh, yeah, really, yeah. Every time I played it, it's like, oh look, the Germans are after fighting me again. <laughs> can we just do a peak? Can we just say, can we all just get along? Apparently not. Oh. Not if you're German. Uh, it's very strange um, but uh, I'm not sure if it was racial profiling I'm fairly certain it wasn't it was just how they were set up they were just an aggressive militaristic race uh, or, or civilization, I should say and uh, yeah but uh, no, always 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 enjoyed um, 4X games what I love doing about them is building nesting and I'm going to talk about that later I call it nesting where you, you establish your own home and then you create some colonies around it, and that's your fortress. <laughs> and then from that you spring. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. So before we go on to the second half, sort of last question of the first half of the show, which is, and I'm legally obliged to ask this because it's a podcast about video games, so therefore I have to ask this question, what are you playing right now? <laughs> Uh, what I'm playing right now, I've been playing a lot of Hot Ryan 4 uh, lately. Uh, uh, went back to, to it. Um, uh, Dota 2, uh, and I've been, well, sadly, you know, um, uh, I don't have much time to, to, to play video games, but uh, they're kind of the, the two I've been playing uh, as much as I could and before you know it went, uh, I, we went nuts in trying to to, to shift the early access uh, I was playing back actually Rise of the Tomb Raider Metal Gear Solid I have the list in front of my eyes so that's why I can you know easily find back the names <laughs> uh, <laughs> Witcher 3 I uh, was going back to, to, to that uh, so yeah that, I, I was a lot back into RPG action type uh, just before that and, and, and every once in a while a little Rocket League with the kids Yes, it's just uh, that game. Wow, how just I know they released it originally, so and then fun. they said, "Oh, 
it, no one was playing it. Why would you play a football game with with, with, with cars? cars? This is the worst <laughs> idea ever. It's awesome. Get out of my office. Get out. <laughs> and then you play it now, and I still to this day don't know how I pull off some of those shots. I'm not bigging myself up, but sometimes <laughs> I flip the just at the right moment. And it's just, you know, when you get that shot and you can watch that replay 20 times over because you were in the wrong place at the wrong time as far as the other side were concerned. That's it. I mean, I can tell you, like, none of my goals was ever, like, you know, this desire. You know, it just happened. was, oh, I, I did it by chance. Just <laughs> it just happened. I'm just going to hurl. You are literally hurling your car around in a random direction with a dirty great silver ball in the vain hope that it might, just might, go in the right goal. <laughs> So, yeah, and uh, it's um, lovely to hear you're playing Paradox games as well. Uh, oh, I'm a big fan. Because I've been playing Stellaris as well, I have to admit. Sorry, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a very different game than in this space. Yeah. Very different. Uh, and it's more, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, focuses on other aspects of the same genre, but very different aspects of, of the experience. And uh, I have been enjoying it, but... Um, uh, it's it's the paradox. They just ploughed their own furrow, haven't they? They're just like, no, we're doing this. I mean, everyone around them at the time going, no one wants this. No one wants to play this. <laughs> no, no, we're going to do this. And yeah, it's it's, 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 yes. yeah. yeah. So, uh, it, it's funny because the the paradox games. You know, I've been trying to convince a lot of people around me uh, at, at the beginning you know, of paradox games. You know, that to play with me in these games because they were just awesome. But it was hard to communicate. Basically, it was hard to 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 bring people in. I think now it's easier because you know they they got so famous. But uh, yeah, it was it was tough and uh, they're hard to get into. Basically, they and, are. Uh, I mean, the uh, European of Arsalis was hard. The original mm, um, that yeah. was tough. Uh, but then the um, Crusader Kings two was when they they did it. They, they finally yeah. got all the pieces together, and then the fact that you can play Crusader Kings two and then right through into Europa, European Universalis, it's, it's Herculean and also a suicidal thing to do, but you can do it, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's quite an extraordinary thing. But yes, uh, it's really good selection of games there. I'm personally playing Metal Gear Acid on my PSP. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I know. Um, I'm doing a, a streaming thing where I play retro games. I've been, I, I streamed a VIC-20 game, for example. Uh, don't ask. It's, it's really good fun. I mean, everyone's streaming like Dota and stuff like that, which is fine. But I've just decided I've got lots of old computers here. And I've decided, oh, I could stream video games from these things. And that's what I've been doing. <laughs> so it's terrific fun to go into the past. But, yeah, playing Metal Gear Acid, is, that's a weird game. Did, did you try craft the world on uh, iPad or stuff? No, craft the world. No, I don't know that. Uh, you should try that. It's pretty cool. It's I, pretty. I, it's one of the games I'm playing also on my when I'm moving around, basically when I can't be in front of. What's it called again? Craft the world. Craft the world. I, I will make a special note of that. Uh, it's fun. I do have an iPhone 6s, so it's probably. That uh, should work. It works. Work well. uh, oh yeah, it's. It's an S phone. So I'm an S cycle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stupid. For, for, uh, I, for the first time, I didn't buy, you know, like the, the, the first se- the seven series. So I will be on the S series as well. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, the S series. Because that way, they've already fixed all the bugs on the first one. So I've got the, I've got the silky one. So, yeah, S for silky. Yeah, it doesn't bend anymore. No, no, it doesn't bend. Uh, mine's got a massive case around it because the screen was too big. People actually ask me, uh, why, why, why did you buy one such a large screen? 
And initially, back in the day, I would have, three or four years ago, maybe, well, maybe longer, ten years ago, I would have said, oh, you know, just need it for work or something like that. Now I go, well, to play games? Of course. You know, it's better than PSP. Yeah, why would I... <laughs> It's the play game. They look at you and go, that's fair. <laughs> fair enough. So on that note, let's move off the first half and let's move on to the second half, where you and I delve deep into Endless Space 2. Cool. it easy I would say you know it's obviously the spiritual heir to both actually Endless Space and Endless Legend so of the games we did before um, uh, just just you know when we started with uh, Amplitude Endless Space you know was you know our first uh, try basically you know as a team you know on a, on a 4X game so we had to learn a lot on how to make a 4X game and, and finish it uh, you know there are huge games as you know and basically it's uh, not simple and basically why you know we we got our community around us to help us you know and uh, understand you know what these games you know um, you know what were was so hard about making these games and balancing these games together and and trying to push the, the limits you know and and just when you finish you know the first one and the space you know you realize that actually uh, you have now some clues and you want to try that you know the next one and that and this legend and by doing in this legend was you know that old dream you know that you know when I started uh, making video games and and with uh, some clues on how to make a 4x and trying to push further and when you finish actually and, and experiment all that with in this legend you know you realize actually the first thing you want to do is revisit you know endless space one with all the things Things you learned, you know, in this past like years, four years, uh, making four X's, and and basically that's more or less the birth of endless space. But there was one thing, you know, one thing that you know um, for me I've always been missing in in four X games, um, or. <laughs> Uh, even further, you know, in, in in grand strategy, you know, is uh, uh, population, and 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 for me, what I want to see is a bond between the population and its leader and the emperor, or you know, or whatever type of leader you want to be, uh, and and that's that's what I want to reinforce within this space. So the fact that you know your your people are not just mere numbers, you know, uh, they just they are um, uh, they actually react to their surrounding react what's happening around them to what you do uh, what your enemies could do 
and you know and they want you to take actions you know uh, due to what's happening so that will be up to you to to decide how you want to 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 handle your population you know sometimes it will be easy going and just you know go in the direction you want uh, you know you want them to go sometimes they won't they will want to do something else and you will have to decide if you want actually to do what they want not what you want so it's this whole like kind of of uh, relationship between uh, a population and uh, and an emperor that i really want to explore with endless space too it's very interesting that you might have like reformist attitudes, but they, your populace, really would rather carry on murdering things. That would be nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that that sounds exciting and uh, very interesting to go into the realm of not too much population control, but more like population appeasement, uh, whilst trying to expand and and uh, not have your race extinguished by another <laughs> exactly so, they, they would appreciate that yeah so but that was the zeroth question by the way i know, I know it's asimov reference um but uh yes yeah, so well done with that and thanks for it was a great pitch and uh does explain exactly the the, the premise of ender space 2 in that it is a 4x game uh which is um for the uninitiated i usually get this wrong but it's um explore expand Exploit and exterminate. Right? Exterminate. Yes, yes, and 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 we we love to to be, hope that you know there could be a fifth one to, for us, which is you know experience, and and that's a lot of the stuff that we're trying to push, you know, with endless space, and you know we talk about the population, but all of that is basically to contribute to the experience you're going to leave as an emperor, and in that experience, you know, it's something like we want to reinforce a lot through. Uh, the story building, the universe we're creating, you know, the events, then the quest, and all, the whole kind of story and RPG layer, you know, we're building uh, on top of that 4X game. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's that's that's a, a wonderful way to put it in a 5X game. What about all your emergent uh, storylines, the stories that you create mm. based on your own your own experiences as your, you, your empire expands across the universe? Um, you have those stories to tell. Do you extinguish that little empire that was once took over four quarters of the galaxy, if it, uh, or most of the galaxy, and then you four quarters, it's all of the galaxy, but most of the galaxy, and then you actually you little upstart start off a little acorn and then just wiped most of them out. Do you keep them alive, <laughs> or do as a pet, or do you like you know extinguish them once and for all? Who knows? So I'm going to ask um, about the combat because. I don't want to dive into this point because it's very important. All the forex games I've played, every one of them deals with combat very, very differently. Yeah. Some dive in head first and almost make a second game out of it. Yeah. Um, others um, just basically have two little icons, much like Civ, and go well, that one because of numbers. <laughs> you know, Pike men defo- defeated the machine gunners because they were on a, you know, <laughs> because they were on battlements. And, Silliness like that. But I want to ask in Ender Space 2, the combat is, I'm going to say it, it comes across as simplistic. It's not, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's more, uh, lots of icons and it's basically, you set things up, you set a strategy up or a set of tactics for mm-hmm. the, your, your ships to follow, your fleet to follow, then you hit go and then you just wait. <laughs> <laughs> And watch, watch the uh, why? Why did this come about? Why? Have you, I know the answer to this, but I want to hear it from your. your of course. Your, from your um, why is that? 
So, so basically, the, the 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 main thing, and let it go back to the it goes back to the original pitch, right? Is we want you to be an emperor, uh, and that's very important to us. Um, so, this game, the pace of the game, is all about you uh, being in charge of your population and not being the captain of a ship, or not, you know, the being, you know, the captain of several ships. You know, that's definitely not what we want. Um, if we were you not know, to, to, to have, you know, if we decided to do a, a game about space combat, um, we would have had to simplify, you know, the 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 the, the simulation of, of the empire side. Basically, we would put the emphasis on the battles, you know, and some something we could have done, you know. Uh, but uh, for us, uh, we don't believe. You can have a right pace, you know, by having long tactical battles, you know, that could last you know, for 30 minutes and or and, you know, at some time, and then one turn, you know, that goes back all about, you know, controlling your empire and having to deal with this crazy population that never does what you want them to do and, and this kind of stuff. That's that, that's two different games. Um, so what what we wanted was to have uh, combats that are that that go fast, you know, that are impressive, um, that makes you feel smart and smart by the decision that you took ahead of the battle. And again we go back to Napoleon, you know, it's all this but drawing, you know, your battle plan, you know, and hope, you know, for the best basically. And and basically you make sure before the battle starts, you know, that you have Everything, you know, on your side. So you should win that battle, you know, you, because you have the best ships, uh, you have the best technology, you have the best trained, uh, crew, um, you have the best battle plan, you know, you have the, the, the best element of surprise. And, and then, you know, that's, you know, the battles will be resolved. And then you should try to, by watching in, watching it, learn what you did right or what you did wrong. And of course, all that right now is still in this alpha stage where actually we only have the, 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 the basics in. Uh, but that's what we'll continue to expand upon. And, and it's all about, you know, trying to uh, make the best plan and, and learn from your battles and improve it uh, for the next time and make sure that, you know, getting better and better. And then by trying to understand how the your enemy is also playing his battle plans, how will you be able to better counter him uh, on the next you know, battle? That's basically who you, we want you to be. And they go fast. You could have quite a few battles in, in a turn. That's okay. Uh, you know, and so when you play also multiplayer, you know, the, the pace of the game also is quick enough. Uh, so, you know, you can play with a lot of friends together and not be bogged down to waiting, having to wait for five minutes battle to, to, to finish. So it's beautiful. It's quick and it's about strategy. Not tactics. Not tactics. It reminds me a little bit of a board game called Eclipse. I'm not sure if you're yeah. with it. Um, I like Eclipse. It's not for everyone because yeah. uh, some people don't like the worker placement element of the game, but I like it. Um, and uh, there is aspects of that game where it's like combat's over pretty quickly. The dice rolling can go on for a bit, but typically it's it's a quick bash wallop. Oh, is everyone dead? Pretty much. <laughs> okay, I'll just limp back to my system then. Probably a good idea. And... Uh, so that's that. I mean, I hope that's a compliment uh, to you, to you and your team. To because Eclipse is an excellent game, and for yeah, you it's to, beautiful. Uh, to 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 be drawn from that, and inspiration from that. That's what I found. But what Eclipse doesn't have is the amazing, and it is. I mean, I know it's alpha stage right now. What we're looking at the early access stuff, but those ship renders and those combat is really good. Um, it needs. I mean, it's it's obviously an embryonic stage. There's more work to be done, but it's just well done 
platform. Yeah, we're spending a lot of time on that and, and, and trying to get the, the right, you know, camera shots, the, the AI working also on the cameras, the, the lighting, you know, so all that. And, and, and again, as we said earlier, you know, it's all about, you know, this, uh, like space opera, you know, you have to get the battle like beautiful and all this lighting and explosions and lasers, you know, and, and, and that's stuff you won't be able to, to just watch all that. You should be able to watch 10 battles in a row and say, wow, it's beautiful. It's cool. So, so yes, it, it, it is definitely worth the effort and it should be rewarding. You know, when you see, see a, a battle, when you have set up all that fleet, you know, patiently, you know, trying to, to get the best fleet together, you know, when you see it fight in battle, you n- should be rewarded by that. Not, not here, pew, 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 pew. And, you know, it just explodes in little pixels and it's done. You know, you won't see more than that. You want to be in the battle. And, you know, later on, you know, when, when we add, you know, the fighters and bombers, you know, like trying to get close, you know, to, to the big, uh, you know, big motherships and trying to, to, to find, you know, the, 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 the weakness in it and, and, and it, but trying to avoid, you know, the, the flak, you know, trying to shoot at it. And uh, it, it will be just, just an awesome show, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It is really, really, really impressive game. Um, with regards to the combat sort of scenes, really cool. But yeah. I want to ask about pacing now, because pacing is very important for this game. Yeah. Um, what pacing do you do you believe you infuse within them and the space too? Really, another way of looking at it is how long do you let let the player settle into their corner of the universe before you start to make things just a little bit more chaotic for them? Um, so right now in an space we're still like you know uh, still in a way finding the right pace, and I don't think we are. We're, it's much better that we're like a, a week before the alpha actually, so we're much better now. But um, still working on that. Normally, if we look at you know what we did before, the idea would be you know in the first um, if we talk, talk about turns, you know, so the number of times you will you will decide okay I finished playing this time and you know I want to move on. We'll say you know uh, for me like at least the 10, 15, 20 first turns are about discovering the universe, uh, about discovering your surrounding, um, meaning, you know, maybe one uh, neighbor and, 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 you know, like say hi and say, okay, trying to understand where they are, who are these strange creatures having first quests you want to go and, and that will push you to explore the world, uh, give you hints of, of that universe and, 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 and what it's all about. Um, so, you know, you should be wanting to, to, to see more basically and, and, and spend another 10 turns, uh, trying to, to actually become friends, you know, with these guys you met and, and you should be always engaged you know to 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 have this more desires to to create bonds or uh enmities with you know of course other uh players and people you will meet you know in this game so it's all about you know um uh making you should not be you know um uh assaulted you know right away when you appear in that world you know you don't want to feel in panic right away you know you you should feel that you know if you press you know a button now it will be okay. You know, you can do it. You know, it's, it should be beautiful. It should be positive. It should be attractive, you know, and forgiving, you know, and that's, you know, the beginning when you start in this, in our games at least. Eke out the experience, not overwhelm the player. Yeah. That's the, you don't want that in a strategy game. Well, no, or, or people will just, you know, press out of four. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something else. yeah. Um, if you want to do that, go play Call of Duty or something, which is fine. Yeah. That's what those games are designed to be. Yeah, appear in headshots right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spectacle, spectacle. Uh, back in front, you know, back to spectacle. 
too much spectacle. You could argue, but never mind. Um, excellent answer. Thank you very much. So next question, penultimate one. I want to ask about dust. Yeah. It's a core resource, yet it's quite hard to come by. Yeah. How did this device, I'm going to use that word, come about within Endless Space 2? And uh, how do you balance it against the other resources that you need to gather? So it came about in terms of universe creation or just in the universe itself? Just the game itself, really. The concept yeah. of this oh. other hard to, this, yeah. this, this thing. This, I'm going to call it MacGuffin. You may disagree, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a device that you yeah. inserted into this game, into this realm, into this universe, which has interesting effects. Could you just talk to us about it? So it it, it all goes back to five years ago, right? So when we created the the, the 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 first blocks of the endless universe. So first, you know, we had to, to decide what kind of space uh, game we would be. Uh, would we be uh, a NASA, uh, you know, vision of the future? You know, like kind of uh, a bit of um, 2001, you know, and or would it be a vision which is more like, you know, like Star Wars? You know, is it more about, you know, could we have magic in the world or could we have only what's possible today, you know, extrapolated to what it could be tomorrow? Um, you know, are, you know, the, the, is, you know, the universe, you know, more or less, uh, all dark and black, you know, with a few suns or is it, you know, uh, more like with the NASA filters of red and green and stuff. So, so of course we went for magic. You know, we said, no, no, no our universe will, will be about magic. No, it has to be different. You know, it has to take you really far away. It's a universe where, you know, Earth does not exist, you know, um, although, although you will have turns in it. But still, you know, I have no Earth. Um, and it's about magic. Okay, about magic. So how does magic happen? You know, you have just magicians, you know, how, how, how the, how does that work? So we didn't have uh, any proper answer first, you know, about this magic, how that would work. And then, you know, we, we talked about, I don't know, at one point we talked about economy. And, and okay, what currency will we have? You know, so, you know, someone must have said, you know, the usual question, you know, answer for that, which is, you know, oh, well, we have credits, you know. Credits. Okay, so I meet, you know, uh, an alien in space and I give him, credits you know uh, he, why would, would he care you know by the credits I, w- I would give him so just okay so he wouldn't care so you know maybe i could give him gold you know but but maybe for that alien you know, alien you know this gold he doesn't care about it you know because in his culture you know it's all about wood maybe or it's all about you know something else diamonds i, I don't know but maybe not gold you know so so then you know that's where we we came up with i don't know that crazy idea that's what if we have had a matter, you know, that could actually become anything you think of, you know, when, when you hold it, you look at it, you think of something and it becomes what you think of. Therefore, you know, it would have the most value for anyone because, you know, for me it's gold and for you it's diamonds, you know, or it's food or it's, you know, it's a spaceship, you know, and, and therefore any single alien race, you know, would find in dust, you know, the most value. Um, so that's basically with this idea of having magic in the world and this, that idea of, of finding a currency, you know, that would bring any kind of people around together and, and agree that this is the most valuable that we came up with dust, basically. The spice will flow. <laughs> the spice, the dust will flow. <laughs> you mean. <laughs> that's what he meant. Indeed, you know? yeah. No, <laughs> that was unfair of me because the way you get the dust is nothing like 
it's not just on one planet for pity's it, it, sake. It's, <laughs> it's different. It's, it's very. It's different in, in many ways. But as we said earlier, you know, Frank Herbert, Herbert's works, you know, it definitely is big influence in our universe, and we cannot deny that. That's for sure. No, and the, the fight over that resource is is core to the space too. Yeah. In my opinion, you may disagree, yeah. but uh, it is it's certainly anchored around that experience. That yeah. and the acquisition of more planets for more resources, for more things, to yeah. get more dust. <laughs> dust is all that matters. Last question, and I want to ask you about yeah. this. And I think I know where this idea came from, but I want you to expand on it because I think it's rather fun. Heroes. Uh, there's Hero Academy. That yeah. exists in the universe somewhere. No one knows where it is. It's this mythical place. But the heroes are spring from it, or special yeah. people. And they are yeah. named characters within the realm. of, yeah. uh, And uh, they uh, they can be infused in as commanders and various other things. People, leaders, scientists, political leaders, that sort of thing. Uh, not to usurp your own rules, rule, of course. But um, how do they impact the overall success of a player's civilization. So there, there are key. Uh, there are stuff we haven't announced yet. I no. think, uh, I and I can tell you, they will yeah, be even it. more key later. That's okay. all I can tell you. Exactly. <laughs> so, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's what I can tell you. Yeah. Uh, but basically, heroes are definitely uh, linked to the backstory of the game. Um, you, you know, you know, we when you, when you play the game, any uh, any endless space two games, you know, you will have an arc story with it. You know, and that will evolve and change depending on players actions obviously um, but you know will heroes will be a, will have a central role in that uh, so yes so, so heroes you know are the, 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 the again you know they kind of these uh, mentored or you know all these kind of guys you know that are uh, trained to, to use you know the dust in the, in the, in the best way um, and and for us you know we we also we love that little RPG elements we want you to love these heroes we want you to to make sure you know you know they uh, when you know they fight and die for you, you know you, we want you to cry. You know when, when when they die. So we really want to create a bond between the heroes and you. So we we shouldn't have that many of them, but they they would have an important role. And and the first the thing which is new also in in the space too is you know they could actually when you have um, they have uh, political opinions. You know and some will be you know um, militaristic, others will be you know pacifists. You know and and they will push you know for some uh, political parties you know to 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 take strength you know and they will lead these parties and you know and and the, your heroes may disagree with your politics you know because they will be on a on a political party which is maybe not the one you chose which is again pretty cool because you know they are the people you love the most but at the same time you know they kind of turbulent kids you know they 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 have their own opinion basically and and, and they, they will voice that yeah they reminded me a little bit of the heroes in world uh, of warcraft 3 uh, yes, as well, yeah. for the way they die, the way they die and resurrected. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah totally. Not many people talk about like, Warcraft 3. Um, uh, Which was an awesome game as well. <laughs> yeah, I know! And uh, you've really chosen, you and I have like minds in regards to games, which is a good thing. Uh, which is why I, I, it's great to have you on the show, because, yeah, uh, this is why I love this game, because it, it infuses all the best bits of some <laughs> of the best games I've ever played, and, but, and then some, adds more to it. And more to the genre that uh, mm. the, the forex genre, which is a great thing. 
Cool. So thanks, thanks for for being on the show, uh, Romain. Thank you very much for having me. It's been fantastic having you on. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Thank you. It's, uh, so no, it's cool to to be able to share that. Yeah. So so I hope. You, so did you play much the, the game? Yeah. You yeah. seem like you, you know quite a bit of it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Because most of the time, you know, when you're being asked about the game, you know, people just didn't play it. <laughs> just, it just it's difficult to explain the concept. Yeah, but it's pretty. Cool. But you could hear that I, I did. <laughs> I had played the game quite a lot, and totally. I, yeah, and uh, hopefully I didn't so, ask. What is your favorite faction so far? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, don't want to. Don't, don't want to delve into the factions too much. We already spoke about them a little bit earlier on in the show, anyway. So we're all okay. right. Did you play the Vodiani? Um, no, I've just done the um, what are they called the Solos people the. The little Stuff. yeah yes I like them I like their ships you see the decline the they had it <laughs> ships <laughs> anyway thanks very much thank you very much and so ends another episode of the Sausage Factory do leave us an iTunes review and you can also don't forget listen to us on Stitcher dot com so just go to Stitcher dot com and you can stream the show from there you just look up the Sausage Factory and you can find us. That'd be great. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris O'Regan, no apostrophes. And uh, if you want to email me any feedback on the show, or actually you're a developer who listen to the show and want your game featured on it, please do email me at chris at spong.com. Also, don't forget to check out the Computer Game Show, which is the stablemate podcast, shall we say, of spong.com. Bye!